Welcome to Miscellaneous, where we'll discuss everything Disney, from the parks to the movies and everything in between, featuring a special Disney recipe every week. This week, we are talking about Disney myths, and on to the news. Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night debuted at Disney's Animal Kingdom this past summer, and new dates have now been added for this winter. Dates are available to book online now for December 4th, 2019 through April 15, 2020. The $125 adventure begins with a welcome reception at the Wildlife Express train station and takes you to the train station at Rafiki's Planet Watch, then continues on to Harambe Market. Throughout the night, you'll take in sights, sounds, and flavors in celebration of the Lion King and the big five game animals. The African elephant, the rhinoceros, the cape buffalo, the leopard, and our host animal, the lion. Along the way, you'll have the opportunity to learn more about the importance of the big five and the challenges they face around the world, as well as how Disney is working to protect them. Have you done this yet? No. no. I mean, we can try to see what dates they are in January, but I doubt I think we're going to be too busy. We're going to be yeah. too busy in January. The Magic Kingdom will be getting an early start to its holiday offerings with a special entertainment set to begin on November 3rd. We have a frozen holiday wish beginning nightly from November 3rd at 6.15. During the daytime, we have Holly Jolly Trolley. Show will see. <laughs> That's what it is. I know it says. I found it funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think it's a funny name. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> And the show will see a return in the Magic Kingdom. And the holiday finale returns to Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. And the Jingle Cruise is coming back on November 2nd for the Christmas season. I actually prefer the Jingle Cruise over the regular Jungle Cruise. And they have holiday props, music, script changes added for this attraction. I like I like this overlay. It's fun. It depends who you get, but the one that we had... I really liked. Well, I mean, that's any Jungle Cruise, though. True. Yeah. All right. And some exciting news over in Epcot. The first phase is officially open to new guests of the refurbishment. The main bag check area is now located under the monorail ramp with dedicated lines for no bags, strollers, and wheelchairs. The best news is those traveling by monorail no longer have to pass through security again at Epcot. And that's because you already got bad checked either at TC or your hotel. Woo. This makes me very, very happy. Yes. It's about time. Mm -hmm. The exit from the park is now directly underneath the monorail station, as it was prior to the recent temporary rerouting for walkways. Construction, construction work continues on the eastern side of the monorail station area. On to some Star Tours news, Star Tours The Adventures Continue will be updated with new destinations inspired by the latest episode of the Star Wars Saga at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disney Resort. The new additions will open at Disney's Hollywood Studios alongside the December 20th opening of Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. I still and say this is just a last hurrah for this ride. Well, I, how many people this. didn't see this coming, first of all? Oh, because right now it's just an advertisement for the movies. Yeah, I, I just don't. It doesn't fit where it is. No, I don't. I don't it's see it. About too open. I agree. And now on to our main topic this evening, and this is top myths. And most of these, I think, are focusing on the Disney World Resort, but there'll be some other mixed-in things that you, I think. So one of the top myths that 
is that if you tell if you yell Andy's coming around the Toy Story characters at the Disney parks, they will fall to the floor and lay motionless. This is the stupidest rumor like ever. <laughs> well, it's not really a rumor because it, they used to do it, and at the risk of cast members getting hurt, Disney put a stop to it. Yeah, I've never heard of right. it happening. I mean, there are images of I think Woody. It wasn't and, Buzz. No, it was Woody and um, what's her face? Jesse. The girl. Yeah, Woody yes. and Jesse doing it. Just lying on the floor. There's videos of so there's some videos. If you look on YouTube, you can find some videos of it. Another persistent rumor that's been debunked many times is after Walt Disney passed away, he was frozen and his corpse is stored beneath Disneyland Pirate of the Caribbean or the Royal Castle or in Disney World or it's just his Wait, head. Yeah, there's so many just versions of this. So <laughs> needless to say, it's not true. Yeah, isn't he buried in the same cemetery as, like, Hugh Hefner and Marilyn Monroe in California? Like, his ashes, or he has, like, a... I think so. Thing. I think he has, like, a mausoleum. Yeah. And another one, Walt Disney appears on one of... As one of the singing busts in Haunted Mansion. One of the five grim-grinning ghost busts in the graveyard section of the Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square looks remarkably like Walt Disney, specifically the lead singing bust second from the left known as Uncle Theodore. Reality, Uncle Theodore was in fact portrayed by legendary voice actor Thurl Ravenscroft. He's best known Ravenscroft. as... Ravenscroft. Ravenscroft. It's really that. It's, it, it's spelled <laughs> exactly like it. You know I can't <laughs> read words. <laughs> But he's best known for being Tony the Tiger from the Kellogg's commercials. Oh, he was one year one mean Grinch. I didn't read this uh-huh. beforehand. And I I, 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 I even pulled wow. this. Oh. <laughs> wow. And a very famous voice actor for his Yeah, time. he's been yes. in a lot of things. And he is a Disney legend awarded in 1995. And for the record, the other Haunted Mansion busts are named Rolla Rumpkin, Cousin Algernon, Ned Nub, and Phineas Peacock. Peacock. Peacock, uh, not cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Al, it's Algernon, not Algernon. I can't read. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, this is going downhill fast. Yes, it is. And I actually never... drinking? No, sadly. <laughs> And I didn't know about this one until my research. A Magic Kingdom guest lost his head on Face Mountain. One of the most disturbing urban legends involves a reckless Disney guest getting decapitated after standing up on the Space Mountain ride. Decapitated. (laughs) I've never heard this before, have you? No. In reality, there is no evidence that anything like this tragedy ever occurred at Space Mountain or on any other Disney World through a ride. According to some takes the Disney myth, it was allegedly a test dummy that was beheaded during an initial testing of the ride when, before it was open to the public. I've never no, heard of before. How would, who would see it? And how would you stand up with the leg brace on? The, the lap bag on? You couldn't. This one I hear all the time and I still hear it to this day. And if you go on any of the numerous Facebook groups for Disney World. People actually believe this. And that is that parts of Cinderella Castle can be easily dismantled during hurricanes. Uh, no. According to this widely cited... Yeah. 
According to this widely cited Disney myth, the 10 spires of the 189-foot-tall Cinderella Castle can be quickly removed to prevent them from getting damaged in the event of a hurricane. Reality. Although Cinderella Castle was built to withstand hurricane winds up to 90 miles per hour, no portion of it can be disassembled for any reason. The spires are, in fact, permanently attached to the castle. Yeah, the structure is all steel and fiberglass and concrete. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it, it it's pretty sturdy. It's meant to withstand the hurricane force winds that they get. The other one that I heard was actually they lower the whole castle into the ground. <laughs> and put it in the utility doors. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if people believe that, then I got a bridge to sell them. This one I have never heard before. The Haunted Mansion hearse is believed to have once carried a dead body. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, what? Yeah, and that body was supposedly that of Mormon leader Brigham Young. There's no actual documentation that Young was carried from his funeral to his burial site in that exact hearse, but apparently there's a 2001 news report that has a fairly convincing paper trail that says this hearse outside of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion once carried Brigham Young. Okay, I've never heard that one. Me either. Now, until a little bit more ghostlier news, there's a ghost rider allegedly on Space Mountain Disneyland. So the apparition is described as having a reddish hair and face. He's supposedly the ghost of a deceased guest who died in the ride back in the 70s. He politely disappears before the end of the ride. I wonder if this is the guy who lost his head. <laughs> no, that's Disney World. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Everybody seemed to die on Space Mountain. That's, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. A legend tells of a lady in white in turn-of-the-century clothing who died in 1900s on the land where Disneyland stands today. She allegedly walks Main Street at night as if window shopping and guides lost children to the Disneyland Baby Care Center. This one I have heard before. I've heard this one before, too. Why would she take that? How would she know to take them to the Baby Care Center, though, if she died in the night? I didn't hear that part. I've heard people have seen her in the ladies' room on Main Street, but I didn't. And in Walt's apartment. I didn't see her in Walt's apartment, but uh, the one I didn't put in here was the supposed... Ghost at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World. Oh, George? Yeah. I have that on my list. <laughs> well, I mean, we can. I don't have my notes open. But basically, the story goes that during construction, one of the construction workers who happened to be named George got killed in an accident. And he haunts the attraction to this day. And if they don't say good morning, George, okay. and good night, George... Pirates of the Caribbean has a tendency to break down when they don't do those kind of things. Yeah. Now, according to the records, there was nobody who died during the construction of <laughs> uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Disney World. So, I mean, could it be true? Maybe, but there, there's no evidence supporting it that somebody named George died while this attraction was being built. Yeah, but it's funny that it doesn't stop cast members from doing it. Well, we met a lot of cast member people that say they will, they do it when they work that attraction. Well, I mean, the superstition is, yeah. is a real thing, too. And one of the biggest rumors I've ever heard that the turkey leg is actually emu. Yeah, everybody hears that one. There's no way that's real turkey leg, though, because it's gigantic. Yeah, Monica got one once, and I tasted it. It tastes like ham, and it's so greasy. Ugh. Well, that's because it's smoked. It's disgusting. Yeah. 
And another, the next one is the Skyway was closed due to a death. Years ago at both Disneyland and Disney World, there was a Skylift type ride that riders could ride along the lift to see the beautiful view of the parks. The myth is that the ride was closed due to someone falling out of the ride, resulting in death. This is another one that is completely untrue. It has been confirmed that the ride was simply closed because it was old and the park didn't want to pay to have it restored and keep it open. Dun, dun, dun. What about the Skyway? The original death bucket. How long before the new one closes for that reason? Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a hot minute. Because these, I mean, when you look at these old ones, they were pretty much like ski lifts. That's the one at Bush they Gardens. Were. That's what they are. They're scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ski lifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let me get Kate, you scream on this. Okay. I go on it with Marsh. I have a video of me on my channel and I accidentally screamed a little bit. You accidentally <laughs> screamed. This next one is kind of funny because it, <laughs> it kind of plays into an experience that I have with my family. Um, the Hydrolator lawsuit. And it's the urban legend reported by Yesterland. A woman sued Disney claiming eardrum damage from the pressure change <laughs> during her rapid descent in the Hydrolator at the Living Seas at Epcot Center. <laughs> Disney's lawyers transported the judge and jury to Epcot Center, took them into a hydrolator, and operated with both doors open, revealing that there is no actual descent. The judge dismissed the case in a spot. If you Google search hydrolator Epcot lawsuit, you'll find dozens of variations of the same story. As told, the legend has almost no chance of being true. There are no references to this in the Islander Sentinel archives or other sources. And they surely would have reported on litigation involving such a high-profile defendant. More importantly, from a procedural posture, the case would not have proceeded to the trial stage involving a jury before the court disposed of it. It's highly unlikely an attorney would have commenced litigation in the first place, as proceeding without performing due diligence in such a manner could have opened them to a malpractice claim. Yeah, but you see the people who are trying to get a class-action lawsuit to, for, against the people who make the fuel rod. Yeah. So, there's so if, the, that. if the story wasn't made up completely, it's likely that it was embellished significantly like a game of telephone over the years. So someone complaining about this to guest relations in the 1980s or even sending a letter threatening litigation to Disney, a cast member then tells a story to a friend, who repeats it to another, and to the age of the internet, and the more story is told. So when we first time we wrote it, my aunt didn't want to go on it because she didn't want to go underwater. <laughs> and they made her take the chicken exit and she was literally when we got out the other side she was waiting there and my uncle's like well how'd you get down here so fast he's like i didn't you didn't go anywhere i just walked through that door <laughs> <laughs> it was that all right so this one i have heard a few times from a few different people and this is river count country close to a brain eating amoeba so so a twist in this is that it's not truly a full-blown like urban legend or myth. Because in August 1980, a young boy did die of a brain-eating amoeba that was linked back to River Country. But since 1962, there have been 138 known cases of this brain-eating amoeba, and it's exceedingly rare, far rarer than even drowning. While the death actually did happen, oh, it took 20 years before River Country closed for good. Typically, um, usually when there's a death or something like that, Disney doesn't wait 20 plus years to remedy hazard. Um, quite simply, so basically Disney's, Disney viewed this boy's death as a fluke or like an anomaly or like a one-off pretty much. And 
only 138 known cases. There were people still using that water park when that boy was got sick and died. In a statement after the 1980 death, Disney spokesman Charles Ridgway noted Disney has a thorough water treatment program in place for River Country. This is noteworthy because Ridgewood Country was situated right on the Bay Lake and had a barrier in place that filtered lake water before allowing it into the water park. A variant of this urban legend is that there was a breach in that barrier and that it had deteriorated and that would be too cost prohibitive to replace. So they just let the brain eating amoeba in. Um, the actual true story is 9-11. In early September 2001, prior to the terrorist attacks, River Country ended its season as normal. Post 9-11, Walt Disney World felt a dramatic decrease in attendance with many cuts instituted to offset the sliding attendance. From the 2001 All Ears recap, Walt Disney World told its part-time employees not to report to work until further notice. It cut back park hours, closed certain attractions and restaurants, and discontinued early entry theme park program. In addition, Walt Disney World closed Port Orleans French Quarter Resort completely while closing substantial sections of Port Orleans Riverside and the Disney Institute construction on a news resort, Pop Century, and it has ceased op its opening and postponed indefinitely. Well, actually, that has now turned into the Art of Animation Resort. I didn't know they closed French Quarter. Yeah, because the it was I remember reading or remember reading about this situation where basically... If the room's not available, they can say they're operating at a certain higher occupancy. So let's say if they take a whole resort off, or almost two and a half resorts in this situation, they can say that the resort is operating at a higher occupancy rate than so what it actually is. Fuller to get people to try to, to come there. Well, how long was it closed for? Does anybody know? Uh, that I do not know. I'm gonna say for maybe a few. It was it was a big chunk of time, but I don't know if it was like six months, maybe. The next one is the Horizon sinkhole. Another one that's superficially plausible is that Horizons closed due to being built on a sinkhole that was slowly engulfing the attraction and making it structurally unsound. Uh, Disney would replace the Horizons with Mission Space. This one is plausible because there are numerous stories about land being deemed unsuitable for construction, monorail footers, sinking in the ground, and other true anecdotes about construction difficulties encountered when building on Florida swamplands. Plus, sinkholes have consumed other structures in Florida. The Horizon sinkhole certainly makes a good story and convenient explanation, and that's all it is. Unfortunately, this one's not true. Horizons was a victim of declining attendance, although a lack of desire by Disney to invest in a significant sum in updating this elaborate attraction and potentially sponsor Compaq, wanting something high-tech and thrilling. There was also desire for a more striking, eye-catching architectural style. Horizons reopened on several occasions after its initial closure when demand dictated it when it comes to words like dangerous, structurally unsound, and sinkhole. Disney went on the side of caution on that one. See, I had never heard this, but I heard that that was the reason why the Odyssey closed. That's what I heard, too. Because of a sinkhole. Mm -hmm. But now it's reopened currently as, I think it's a temporary Starbucks area, and where they have all the new Epcot preview yeah. center so doesn't quite make sense if it's a sinkhole i have some more if you want me to continue yeah well, not many 
Well, I have one that says the, there's a persistent rumor that goes around that Marilyn Monroe was the model or the inspiration for Tinkerbell. I thought that too until I forget who originally it was. Yeah. Um, she was actually modeled after an actress named Margaret Carey. She, and this actress actually spent a month in a Tinkerbell costume being filmed on an empty sound soundstage performing Tinkerbell's actions from the movie. Artists then used this footage as a reference figure for animating Tinkerbell. So one of the ones that really gets on my nerves is when people actually credit Walt Disney for comment. saying, if you can dream it, you can do it. I just found I that out that. recently that that wasn't true. Did you really? Kate. <laughs> oh my God. Kate. It's from Horizons. He never said this. <laughs> oh gosh. Oops. Another Walt Disney um, myth was that Kurt Russell was the last thing that Walt Disney had said. And that there's no proof that it was, but it comes from a rumor that they found the piece of paper on Walt's desk after he died that just had the words Kurt Russell on it. Yeah, you guys thought they, he wanted to be canned. <laughs> <laughs> I was what? just teasing that we, he was going to fire him. We had a discussion. Oh, yeah. Um. I have to take, I have to tell Tim something. It's, this rumor is going to hurt him a little bit. There's no evidence that the cast members take aim at you with the spitting camel. <laughs> there is. <laughs> um, yeah, there is no cast member controlling it. It gets me no matter where I'm standing. <laughs> every damn time. Sorry. Nope. It's not there. It's all mechanical. It's complete me completely mechanic mechanical. Marsha's listening to this new geeky podcast and apparently one of the guys on it used to be Push at Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's cool. What's the name of that one? I'll have to ask Marsh. The podcast is actually Conan O'Brien's new podcast. Trying to find the story because I remember there was a story about the bullet hole that's in the glass at disneyland's what a mansion that's not a room that's true well i i know but it was a there was a bunch of different stories of how it happened and i i was trying to figure it find them i don't know about but, this tell me i'm sorry uh, if you're on a haunted mansion in disneyland and you're in the ballroom scene mm -hmm. there's a bullet hole in the glass in front of you oh i've never noticed and i don't remember the 100 percent. i want to say it was something really stupid though like a guy just went nuts and shot the damn glass it wasn't even like a real like good story that's all i have that's all i have have you done your adrs yet for january yeah, yeah where, where are you going I'm waiting. no they're not all done because i'm uh, waiting on one and what? hopefully i want to i want to try to eat lunch at the new space restaurant oh yeah when it when it opens it's not open yet the new japanese restaurant Ooh, you're gonna get yeah. that kobe beef or Tim probably will. I'll, I'll get something different uh, Jiko. That's really it. Are you going to check yeah, the out the new bar at Glanflow? I'm sure. Sure. I mean, we're running. It's a lot of running this trip. No. So the, the whole time we're running, we'll probably be staying in the room and cooking. So we can control what we're eating. And we don't have to worry about getting back to the room and going to bed early. We can just cook and go to bed early. And relax and try to unwind as much as we can. Yes. And then, you know, I'm going in February, right? With all the cheerleaders, yeah. have fun with that. I did that once. No, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going for the princess races. Oh. And we have dining for that. 
don't even remember. We're do we're, I'm finally checking out the um place in the castle, Cinderella's Royal Table for dinner one night. Oh nice. I've only had breakfast there. Yeah, we I've never eaten there. We're also doing the new one in um what? where you wanted to put the koi pond. Wilderness Lodge? Oh Artist Point. Yeah. Yes. Did they change Artist Point's no, it's name? It's still Artist Point, okay. isn't it? So we have dinner there. And then we have another character greet, but I can't remember what it is right now. Come on. All right, the Disney World site is not opening for me, so give me... Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? My plans. So what do you guys think about not being able to call anymore? You have to do it all online for the ADRs. I almost always did it all online. The only time I didn't do it online is when I had a problem. But... Can you do it online if you have over so many people? No, you would still have to call in at that point, but it'll probably give you the number to the direct restaurant. There will probably be a special hotline that you would have to call, because even then I still had to call when it was too many people. Oh, we have um, Cinderella's Happily Ever After Dinner at Park Fair. That's the other one. Oh, cute. Yes, that's with the stepsisters and all. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. It should be a good time. And this time we're not go we're not totally bougie. We're staying at Saratoga. Ghetto. Just kidding. <laughs> <gasps> wow. I've never even Damn. been there. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've never even been there. I'll cut that out. <laughs> well, no, a lot of it, it's it's a running joke in the DVC community that's the ghetto because it's one of the oldest. And up until recently, it was one of the ones that was like last to get refurbed. And as that meme that was going around with the crow with a, uh, a knife in its beak. And I said, even in Saratoga, the birds try to rob, rob you. <laughs> I just remember it being there when I was on my college program, I think. It's old. Yeah, it's been there for quite a bit. It is. Is it the original? No, Oki West is the original. He, old Key West, I thought. I'm almost positive Sar it's old Yeah, West. Saratoga was next. Yeah, because Oki West used to be just called DVC Resort. My friend stays at Old Key West a lot. They love it. We went down to Olivia's for brunch our last day, and it was the first time we've ever been down to Old Key West, and it is a beautiful resort. It's really nice there. It really takes you out. Like most upper-level deluxe resorts in Disney, they take you out of your surroundings. It takes you out of being in Disney, just like you're almost in a uh, separate vacation. With deception the contemporary. I think contemporary, you still feel like you're in a hotel at Disney World. Well, Contemporary feels like a hotel except for the Grand Villa, I feel, anyway. Well, the Grand Villa, you can still see Disney World, so you still know you're there. But Old Key West is really nice. Eventually, we'll stay there, because I want to stay at all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pinkies up! There we go again. <laughs> why do you get... Why is it always You just have up? DVC. It's easier with DVC. I can't talk. Stay I stay at... I just stay at Wyndham, so... For free... All right. I guess that's going to do it for us sir, tonight. So if we missed out on any rumors, feel free to post them over in our Facebook group. But Kate has our featured recipe this week. So take it away, Kate, with the recipe. This is from my Disney Festivals cookbook. It's that season. So I thought I would share one of the recipes from the Christmas festival. They have it Epcot. This is the cheese fondue. And it says that the Epcot chefs pair this with this rich fondue with refreshing German blackcurrant apple cider. And this recipe serves six for the cheese fondue. You're gonna need half a cup of white wine, 
one cup of heavy cream divided, two and one fourth teaspoon of cornstarch, one pinch of nutmeg, one pinch of cayenne pepper, an eighth teaspoon of salt and more to taste, one cup of grated Swiss cheese, one cup of grated Gruyere cheese, and you're going to add wine to a medium saucepan over medium heat. Bring to a simmer, then stir in three-fourths cup of your heavy cream. Whisk together remaining fourth cup of cream and cornstarch in a small bowl to make a slurry. Whisk nutmeg, cayenne pepper, and salt into wine and cream mixture. Gradually whisk cornstarch slurry into wine and cream mixture. Continue to whisk until thickened, about 30 seconds. Turn heat to medium low. Whisk cheese into cream mixture and a handful at a time, whisking until cheese melts before adding more. And you can either put this in a bread bowl or just dip bread in it or whatever you want. That would go with bread or, or like soft pretzels. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty awesome with the soft pretzel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or maybe an ish. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Oh, I didn't have one when I was in New York. I forgot. You didn't get a niche while you were in New York? I can't believe you didn't get a niche while you were in New York. No. All right. So if you like what you hear, please read us and review us over at iTunes. Please make sure to give us five stars. If you have a complaint, take it to the Facebook page. We'll probably see that sooner than we'd actually see the review anyway. So that's going to do it for us for this week. And we look forward to seeing you all next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye.